Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Base Raiders. This is quite possibly the penultimate episode. Uh, but this is episode two of Heat 6. Uh... We're going to be hitting up the moon, but how about we have our players introduce themselves first, starting with Mr. Mannix. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Ryan. You might recognize my voice from such actual play podcasts as this one, and also Ragnarok, which you should all totally be listening to. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to be playing Amriel, who is a uh, demon um, who was summoned to Earth by an evil sorceress who disappeared during Ragnarok. Um, and now she is a semi-reformed demonic base raider. Um, Jerry's you know, still out on the reform. For half a second there, I thought you were going to say, and now she's a lesbian. Uh, which also would have been a fitting way to f- resolve that, that line. Yeah, yeah. demon, and now she's gay. Hey, she's transcendent. She can be whatever she wants. Yep. Oh, that's what the second T in the queer alphabet is for. Yep. <laughs> transcendent. Uh, I think uh, our reporter friend will go next. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Ryan was done. I was too busy interrupting yeah. him like an asshole. Hey, <laughs> uh, I'm Alex, and I am going to be playing Greg, the sentient alien nanoswarm. Uh, Greg is not a demon. He is a cloud, uh, and he is not a a uh, lesbian. He is non-sexual because he's a cloud, uh, and he has built a spaceship to go to the moon. Well, modified a spaceship to go to the moon. Although it's not your end point, really. No, it's meant to go to another planet. <laughs> Craig's, the moon is Craig's the moon. Dreams is a test will not go to the moon. <laughs> no. Moon schmoon. <laughs> we were going there anyway. Uh, we choose to way. go to the moon, not because it is hard, but because it is a reasonable distance to test <laughs> our spaceflight <laughs> capabilities. Not because it is hard, but because it is literally on the way. <laughs> Good. And I'm Finn, and I'm playing Yuri. Uh, once rally raid racer, died in a horrific crash, resurrected to be a robot samurai warrior, and then following Ragnarok, struck out to find a new path of thrill-seeking and moral dilemmas in base raiding. I'm always impressed by everyone else's ability to say Ragnarok without pausing for a second and double-checking whether they're about to say the wrong one. (laughs) You say it so naturally as though it was the right one every time. (laughs) Indeed. Now, when we left off, you believed you'd finished most of the necessary modifications to your spaceship. Uh, but some people had... But twist, we didn't. But twist, you're actually in all dead in space. <laughs> uh, campaign over, I tricked you. It's not the penultimate episode, it's the ultimate episode. Uh, no. Uh, so, uh, we also did some 
tick some boxes and spent some points uh, afterwards. Um, some people Not just threat. yeah, indeed. Um, now we're not <laughs> going to go. We're not going to go into that. But basically, everything we talked about the spaceship being done, we then loosey goosey tried to actually do some power mechanic stuff and use this system the way it's meant to and buy some things. Yeah, too limited effect. So you know, <laughs> this changes the, this changes the our actual game exactly none. Uh, but we did do some mechanic stuff behind the scenes. Uh, now I believe you guys were going to go scout the moon before the mission. Yep. So I think we should kick things off. Um, uh, I guess in the spaceship and describe to me what the cockpit looks like and how Greg's interacts with it. Uh, and, uh, your, your preparation for launch procedures. Okay. This is like, Uh, give me your best impersonation of Apollo 13. Yeah. Uh, just, just (laughs) FYI, uh, I spent two refresh on the ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, I dumped one refresh to give it weapon three or deadly three. Sorry. I I wrote weapon instead of deadly. It has deadly three. Uh, for health, because I don't, I'm not going to use a spaceship to attack someone's composure. Um, <laughs> really? Are you I mean, sure? I guess, I guess it could, but <laughs> not, it's not. You can attack great. someone's composure as they see the looming spaceship overhead. Bow before me, all hail the glow cloud. Um, it Mighty is not well made, cloud. though. I gave it. I gave it protective, uh, so it gives one armor. Oh, well, that's um, good. Or actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give it protective three. I'm going to drop three refresh into this. You guys so have it has to thick armor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the third refresh is for three aspects, which I'm still kind of coming up with. Well, one uh, has got to be like junkyard spaceship or something, right? Uh, I'm thinking repurposed Nazi spaceship is one. All right, sure. Um, I look forward to seeing you invoke that aspect uh, <laughs> and seeing how it gets invoked. Uh, cool. Repurposed. Oh, no, 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 not repurposed. Renovated. Okay, that works because then you can be yeah. like, oh, well, it's obviously it's got that because we did some renovations I we renovated, see that aspect yeah. being more invocable and two others uh, so which we, which you know if you think of if anyone's got another good one for it speak your piece now or else yeah. you know it'll be made up in the in the moment um, so we still have our fate points from the last game so if I drop my refresh, uh, my refresh goes down by three, but the fate points I had at the end of the last session stay, right? Or yes. do I drop those with my refresh? No, 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 they would stay the same, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, so the cockpit uh, is a... I'm going to say it's the second, like... The, the ship is UFO shaped, so it's a big saucer. Mm-hmm. But there's a little there's a little bump on the top, and there's a section that's uh, not the very very top, 
but like the deck under that, there's yeah. a domed room, and that is where the cockpit is. And there's there's still banks of like a nineteen computer equipment in there. Um, so there's you know like Star Trek ish giant computers with rolls of tape and Tesla coils that shoot electricity and lots of glowing buttons. But the real control panel is an iPad that Greg has retrofitted to hit so that he can interact with it. It's kind of, kind of, the, the Nazi UFO has a thunder port. Uh. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's an iPad and like two joysticks that Greg can manipulate. Oh, so Greg can only pilot this because he has his hologrammy thing. I was thinking that, or I was thinking that there's maybe not. Um, it's no, not a Bluetooth-enabled spaceship. <laughs> <gasps> it could be because Greg can well, no, connect to Bluetooth. Wire, if the wireless connection goes down, though, then he can't. He can't pilot it. He, he, well, yeah, but like, if the if the hydraulics fail in an airplane, you can't fly it either. Like, what's That's your true. point? <laughs> All right, so the the joysticks are backups, but it is a Bluetooth enabled spaceship. Brewy, hands free so spaceship. Greg, <laughs> Greg just pilots it, uh, with, which means with if the, you build like a radio booster, you can remote control it. Yeah, good to know. I'm just going to write down uh, Bluetooth. <laughs> I mean, that oh, could that, be that an was, aspect. That, no, I think one of the other aspects is uh, Angel Heart Reactor. Ah, right, yes. Heart of an Angel. Yeah. Uh, and I'll think of I'll think of a third one. I mean, you can uh, have Bluetooth enabled <laughs> UFO as an aspect. Maybe I'll think about it. Um. Yeah, so that's that's the cockpit. So there's room for the three, at least the three of us in there. Are there seats? Um, I'm gonna or, say, or, no. or is Yuri, Yuri and Amriel are just gonna hold on real tight? Well, theoretically, it's a smooth ride. Yeah, I mean, its main propulsion is anti gravity, but also, um, how well, many skill points? I'm going to put, Greg is going to put some of his 30 skill points into uh, a pilot. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> if you ask uh, me how much that costs, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Neither do I. Uh, uh, just, I think pretty sure it just costs the amount, at the, at like at what level you want to put it at for pluses. Yeah, you just have yeah. to keep your, you just have to keep your skill right. pyramid intact. Right, so you right, need right. to have uh, more. So if you put it at, if you put it, at, I can't remember. So the easiest way is to just put it at the top. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Make it one higher than whatever you've got best at now. Yeah, that would work. I've only got two. I've got one, two, three. Wait, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, now I'd have to put it at the bottom. I mean, um, you could always just put a new skill in each of the ones below. <laughs> You've got yeah. enough skill points. Just pick out three skills that you want. Then just bump everything up. Like, you guys haven't been yeah. spending them because we've been like, the mechanical yeah. side of this game. Well, I mean, we only essentially yeah. roughly agreed that the correct way of increasing your skills is to just spend it point for point, which doesn't really make sense, but seems incomprehensible any other way. Yeah. Shrugs. Uh. 
like one point get to a plus one. Maybe I should spend it. Maybe I should just move my pyramid up like three steps. Maybe that's, that's like, what I'm doing right now. But basically. also, <laughs> I can't be fucked. Maybe making fate super complicated was a bad idea. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, so... Which, I will point out, is on whoever the fuck designed the Kerberos Club. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Ross Payton's fault. (laughs) Well, it's Ross Payton's fault for choosing this system. However, (laughs) I still think, for the most part, Base Raiders is worth your time and money. I would just run it in normal fate. Alright, so I think I just spent eight fate points to bump up my skills. I, sure, I, I'm willing to believe it. If they're power skills, do they cost more points? Or? Yes, they do. And changing uh, okay. tier costs refresh, but no. yeah, well, no, not tier, tier. Just I'm, but just bonuses. Not my tier. I'm pretty if sure we established that there's nothing in the rules that actually tells you how to increase your bonuses. If they're power tags, then you have to build them like a power or buy them as if you were adding something. Thing. No, I'm, I'm not. Basically, I used, I changed my sentient cloud skill from plus three to plus four. Sure, whatever. I'm not going to fret over it with what, okay. two runs to go. <laughs> All right. You spent I, some I, skill points on it, and so I, we're going to continue right. in earnest and trust that you did the best you could with what, what I we think had. I did. Let's, anyway, let's face it, we don't have a great understanding of the mechanical side of base raiders, and we did devote a no. lot of time to trying to get there but it became more fun to just play and have a go. We gave it our, we gave it our best. We gave it the uh, old yeah, college so try, as they say in America. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so that is, that's the cockpit. Lots of uh, golden era tech that does absolutely nothing. Brilliant. Uh, Yuri just like presses buttons idly in the background. <laughs> No, don't Shut. press that button, Yuri! Shout something about it. Can't take any more, Greg! <laughs> no, it's fine. You can press all those buttons you want. They're not connected to anything. I know, Greg. That's why I'm pressing them. Have fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So it's time for liftoff, I guess. Right. So the plan is... What are, what, so are your, what are your until? take-off procedures? I assume that you're doing this like a, a week and a half out or something. But what are your take-off okay. procedures? You know, do this um, do this as if you were narrating an, a, a, a spaceship launch scene, because that's exactly what you're doing. So, you know... I flick three switches, and then we're... No. Um, that was, that was I, a fire. Okay. Make rocket go now! That's from something. <laughs> I can't remember what. Um, all right, everyone ready? Nope. Well, theoretically, no, this, should be, go, Greg. this should be a nice, easy ride to the moon. But just in case, uh, you might want to hold on to something. Shouldn't we be strapped into something? Okay, so I'm going to say that your spaceship, space before. <laughs> your spaceship, in order to achieve, uh, in order to, to achieve, uh, Gravity nullification mm-hmm. uh, require and and mass reduction requires large quantities of liquid nitrogen as well as other volatiles. Uh, okay. In order in order to give you a jumping off point, 
for the description of this scene. Uh, so there's a bunch of tubes outside that have been plugged in, and TKS is monitoring uh, as they pump liquid nitrogen into storage tanks on your thing. Um, okay. Now, the reason they're monitoring it, one, is because they are trying to reverse engineer the anti-gravity thing because they want to be the number one manufacturer of flying cars. Uh, yeah. So uh, they're, they're hoping that they understand the way this works properly, and they're hoping that they've got the liquid nitrogen distribution properly uh, set up for the engine. Because only really one of the anti-gravity devices was intact after the crash, uh, and they had to rebuild the others based on it. I um, hope we got it right, too. And in an emergency, you've also got those four giant thrusters uh, to lift you up. Yep. Uh, but yes, they're pumping that in. Uh, is anybody monitoring the liquid nitrogen levels? Um, can I make it a little more dramatic? Sure, go for it. So uh, I, I recently learned that the SR-71 Blackbird uh, leaks fuel until it gets up to very high speeds because the metal expands and they realized it wasn't worth it to try to fix it. So like the fuel tanks have holes built into them that leak fuel. So once then, the metal expands, it doesn't leak anymore because the material right. fills itself? Right, okay. Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to say is that those... The, the storage tanks have a similar thing. The the excess heat from the engine heats them and makes them expand, so there's holes in them. So the whole time they're pumping the, the liquid nitrogen in, it's just some of it's leaking out and just causing smoke, foggy smoke everywhere along the bottom of the ship. Brilliant. That's exactly the kind of shit I want to hear. All right, time to start the countdown. TKS was very insistent that we give them warning before we activate the engine. Uh, this is... The, oh, oh, we need to... Oh, wait, I just realized it is human tradition to name crafts. I have not named this. I'm really, I'm really glad you didn't just shout, Abort the countdown! <laughs> <laughs> What's a good name? No, 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 I have it. Uh, ground control, this is the Farts Revenge. Oh, God. Do you copy? Everyone on board just, like, puts their head in their hands. What? You you always call me Farts. Person in ground control puts their head in their hands. Uh, yes, Farts Revenge. Uh, we copy. Um, thank you for thank you for notifying us of the call sign change. Uh, we were just gonna go with Repurpose Nazi UFO down here on the take on the at mission control. <laughs> mission control being one of the TKS triplets sitting in a van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of character. Is that too silly or is that all right? It's base raiders. Like we're not playing our apocalypse <laughs> world campaign. You can all make right. it as silly as you want. You could call it Walla Dong Dong if you wanted. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> If this Whoa, was a problem, that, Raymond wouldn't have allowed you to be a sentient fart cloud as he was initially considering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which actually did happen because I was still in apocalypse world mode. And I was like, no, this character yeah. designed is just silly. Just as soon as you were like, I'm going to play a sentient fart cloud. And Raymond was like, um. <laughs> and then no. I was like, no, wait, it's Space Raiders. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, start. So a, uh, a, a clock pops up on the iPad. You know, counting down a minute. 
Are we going on zero or like after Is zero? three, two, one, go or three, two, one? <laughs> three, two, one, go. Uh, when the clock hits zero, the engines will ignite. Well, not ignite. There's no few. There's no. Uh, they will arc because there was weird lightning coming off of them. Oh yes, they will arc. They have big thrusters, but they also have the anti-gravity thingies. The anti-gravity things do most of the work. The thrusters kind of give you that initial rip yourself out of the earth thing, which you don't have yeah. have to do because you're sitting on a beach, like you're not buried under Paris. Yeah. Oh, it should be smooth sailing. Uh, did you remember to bring food and water? Frantically searches their pockets. <laughs> I want to say yes. I've got a nut bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three-day trip to the moon. I hope a muesli bar is enough for you and the organism that occupies your skin. <laughs> I figured it might be a little faster than three days if this is a... Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, worst case... Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> Depending if, on traffic, you know. If you just fucking drift there after you get out of atmosphere, three days. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so the Datsun is locked down in the storage bay, or the, mm -hmm. in, the in the bottom. Um, yeah, Yuri, Yuri, like, has been keeping you guys out of the storage bay, apparently. You know, it's been his space. Didn't want, didn't want anybody messing with it. As long as he vacuum sealed the Datsun, that's fine. Shit, I knew yeah. I forgot something. I did that. <laughs> Indeed, you did. <laughs> if by vacuum sealed, you mean duct taped. Uh, no. <laughs> just, uh, just excuse me, I used no more gaps. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used cock. <laughs> <laughs> I Tell used the deal with NASA is. I used linen soaked in tar. <laughs> Why? That's that's what they use on boats. Why wouldn't that work on a, on the vacuum space? This is uh, a space boat. <laughs> exactly. Emriel, uh, I'm going to need you to duct tape me into my car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question. Um, okay. Because I've never had an iPhone or anything. Does Siri do the thing that Clippy does? Which is... Where it sees that you're trying to do something and offers a suggestion? Is that a thing? Or is uh, Siri just no. like, okay, Google? No, it's, it's just pretty, like Google. It's just like, okay, Google. Okay, because Cortana sometimes like thinks that I'm trying to talk to her and will make suggestions. I'm like, I've never gotten you to work before. Why would I want you to work now? No, I'm never talking to Cortana unless I'm on my Xbox. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the countdown uh, app uh, continues to tick uh, as you approach 20 seconds. Uh, 19, 18, 17, other numbers. Three... <laughs> Two, one. Here we go. And what? Greg uh, doesn't <laughs> mentally hits a button, and uh -huh. everything. And the... uh, I'm gonna say that because we're still working out some of the kinks in the in the ship. This is the test run. Um, the ship lifts off, but the anti gravity <laughs> affects the entire ship. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, so um, as you turn on the anti-grav, 
uh, lightning uh, arcs across the sand as your anti-grav generators are basically half buried in the sand because it's sitting on the beach. Uh, You see... Uh, you see it arc across the water of the beach as well, and lots of dead fish rise up to the surface. Um, people are well tonight. People are running the the fueling <laughs> tubes uh, snap off um, as you start to launch and uh, just turning the beach to glass uh, as uh, as it's uh, shooting lightning across it, uh, and then uh, Yuri, you start. To float. I think Yuri was very specifically not holding on to anything. Cool. So Yuri, uh, you start to float. Uh, Amriel, you feel a crushing weight in your chest. Oh god. Well, I got the better half of this deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you two are kind of on opposite sides of the room from one another. Um, I'm going to begin rapidly crawling my way over to uh, where where, <laughs> where Yuri is like, I'm essentially like standing there with my arms crossed watching this take off and then so I I just lift off the ground. And then your head kind of bumps against the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm. You're maybe right, real? Maybe hopefully I can end up halfway between so that I don't end up like crushed to paste or something. Yeah, Emrio, <laughs> you're you're crawling across the room um, as you feel a massive weight on you, and then Greg, you get a you get an alert on your app um, on your space management app. Uh, basically, just like a repurposed uh, Artemis simulator. Um, I spaceship. Yeah, uh, and it says uh, that you're. Uh, having a power drain uh, on one of the uh, anti-grav devices. Uh, It's creating a huge spike in power use. Hmm. Wow. Um, But your your app is not programmed, doesn't have features with which to tell you what these things mean because... As you said, it's a repurposed app. You didn't spend time programming a new app. No, not yet. Um, oh, uh, Yuri, take the stick. I have to go see what's wrong with the engine. And Greg leaves. <laughs> Actually, wait, Yuri. no, it's Bluetooth of it. I got this. So Greg <laughs> yeah, just Bluetooth uh, enabled. You can just walk. You can go anywhere in the ship and control. Yeah. Greg, Greg says nothing. Just goes hmm and leaves. <laughs> leaves the okay, leaves the cockpit. Here we go. Okay. Bye, Greg. Should, should he should he be doing that? I don't know. I guess. Yeah, uh, Emriel, you finally get to the other side of the room, um, and you see one of the panels on the far side of the wall, uh, far side of the room where you just were. You see like a bunch of the um, dials and things on it. The glass breaks uh, and shatters. Uh, and like one of the metal panelings of the side bends in on itself. Um, should should we be concerned about getting to crush depth over there? What's uh... um? Greg seems to have it under control. I guess. As Meanwhile. In the engineering crawl space, Greg was feeling. Under pressure. 
uh, as you Pressure. feel Pressure. your you feel yourself becoming <laughs> almost liquid, Greg, as you draw closer and closer uh, to the uh, to the generator to the uh, engine. Well, Greg is going to activate his hollow projector because uh, the gravity won't affect that, and mm-hmm. you'll be able to reach it. Um, and then, and so, you, and so you give yourself giant slappy hands. Basically, yeah. <laughs> you can uh, reach out. <laughs> and I'm going to try to fix whatever's wrong with the uh, with the reactor there. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes pretty obvious to you what's happening. You must have installed some of the components wrong, and it is uh, creating a, uh, excess gravity. Ah, too much gravity. Classic problem. Uh, <laughs> a classic problem that could... Oh, literally only happened in like a science fiction world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Greg is going to pull out the uh, computer chips and flip them around and put computer them back Computer chips? In. What do you mean? You mean cathode ray tubes and shit? The valve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The so valves. Greg, Greg's going to turn the valves and uh, basically uh, pull out pull out some fuses and flip them around and put them back in the other way. Yeah, or I would make, you make a check. This is more a time-consuming thing. Um, yeah. Back in the back in the uh, cockpit, and uh, and Alex, you can have Greg come into this scene at any point when you feel it is dramatic and comedically uh, effective. Uh, okay. You guys are you guys are watching the far side of the room just continue to crush itself. Um, but it's not like pulling towards a central point. It's just crushing down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just being pulled towards the floor, but it's not like a black hole or anything. It's not even yep. being pulled towards the engine. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> Yuri's, still, Yuri's still just, like, generally flirting. Uh, and I'm like, uh, I'm kind of... Emeril, uh, uh, I'm heading towards the middle. I will. Like, I will grab my leg. Yeah, I will grab grab Yuri and and pull him back over toward the the area where everything floats and is not getting squished. <laughs> Yuri, I assume you're wearing your super suit. Um, I don't think I would be at this point. Oh, I kind really? of you're put gonna, it on when we go out. Like, you're not going to wear your super suit for the fucking space flight. What no. kind of what kind of astronaut operation? You said it doesn't it? help me in vacuum, so like you know. Yeah, it doesn't help you in vacuum, but it can feel gravitons and tachyons and shit, and it is fireproof. <laughs> well, fire yeah, is... Be... It's fine. The all suit right, is I'm also saying... idly floating. Yeah, the suit is nearby. We form like a, like a human chain, so it's just us, me, Amriel, yeah. and suit holding onto each other. I will, I will pull Yuri away from the dead space obstacle that Alex has created. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. Uh, you see a mass of uh, misformed limbs emerge from it, uh, screaming. Uh, no. Uh, uh, Yuri, like, grabs onto some console thing. flashbags. <laughs> <laughs> and then hugs the suit to himself, like, holding it around the waist. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a can of Raiderade floats through uh, the <laughs> cockpit. Uh, and you see it like go across, and the minute it gets to 
the far side, it just crushes down to like something the size of a marble and hurdles <laughs> to the floor, and you hear it rip through the deck plating. Oh god! <laughs> Goodness, do you have any more? I pull out my nut bar, uh, chuck it over. You see your nut at this point has become a compressed nut planet. <laughs> a single nut. Are yeah. they like compressing uh, it on themselves or just getting really flat? Uh, those objects did compress it on themselves. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Greg, Greg comes floating back into the room uh, and sees the corner. Oh my! Uh, and hits a button on the iPad uh, and opens opens the the GravNav app uh, and adjusts adjusts a slider. It's so a that- it's a repurposed thermostat app. For a small yes, <laughs> and um, he he adjusts the slider, uh, a few sliders, so the corner of the room stops crushing itself. Yes. and then Yuri yelling, uh, Yuri! Wow, Yuri! <laughs> Yuri Amriel, that's your celebrity. A company. love child. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Yuri and Amriel slowly lower to the floor and settle into normal gravity. Uh, yes. Now, now you did establish our last run. That the ship doesn't have artificial gravity. So the fact that you've hit the deck tells you oh, that yeah. you're still in Earth's vicinity. Yeah. Um, because once you get into space, you will. Well, I mean, as long as you're under acceleration, you'll have <laughs> you'll have perceived gravity. Uh, that's the way the ex- the ships in the expanse work. Um, yeah, I never really got how that worked. They also have like magnetic boots. It's complicated. I will explain when we're done uh, how that works and why it makes sense. But you basically have to build all your spaceships as if they are skyscrapers. That's yeah, what I it makes there. sense. It's just like yeah. acceleration gives yeah. you force, which can equate to gravity. Gotcha. All right. And, and so, they, so they are always constantly accelerating, which is also why they can get to places so much faster, because they just fucking waste fuel. Uh, Apparently anyway. it's really light. The thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so... Um. Yes, you you settle back down uh, as as Greg uh, turns the temperature on the engine to uh, sixty degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your average cruising temperature. Yeah, that's your average cruising gravity temperature that you need because this app is a thermostat. Uh, yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and then you hear a message uh, coming from the ground station. Uh, come in, Farts Revenge. This is Farts Revenge. Yeah, you guys are hovering about a kilometer off the ground. Oh, we had a, a slight problem with one of the engines. It was leaking excess gravity, but uh, I fixed it and we are on our way. Leaking e- Okay. Leaking excess gravity. You hear scribbling on paper. Uh, uh, All right. Uh, Well, it looks like you're not getting much more upward lift. You may need to make use of the thrusters. Oh, very well. Uh, Lady, gentlemen. Oh. uh, Or alternatively, it could be something else. I mean, whatever. Well, I figure we kind of stopped so I could... Yeah, indeed. Uh, fix the engine. So I'm just going to keep going. See if that works. Yeah. You do gain more altitude, but it does seem to be reaching an upper limit. Mm. All right. Well, 
Time to, uh, time Pass to thrusters. You might want to, um, lie down. <sighs> I knew this was going to be terrible. You could always go sit in the mess. <laughs> Are there any seats on, on board with straps? Do we think to put those in, Greg? Oh, I... um... He included oxygen. What more do you want? You were you were very insistent about breathing. You didn't say anything about seats with straps. That's a good point. We didn't ask for them. It's true. That one's I, on I us. I made sure there was an oxygen cleaning and reclamation system. You'll have plenty of air to breathe, but unfortunately, you'll have to stand. I mean, Greg could build you a flight couch. I lie down later, later but not right now. Yeah, with my hands across my chest. Yeah. With the super suit lying beside me in the same position. Oh no! Don't put your hands on your chest. You might crush your rib cage. I move the super suit's hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. Greg hits no buttons, and then there's the <laughs> as the birders kick in. Yeah, the birders kick in. It sounds like a fart. It's 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 a, it's as much. Uh, a whooshing engine sound as it is also a really shitty like hand started car like one of those yeah. ones you crank uh, <laughs> as the engine goes it'll do it just give it a second Greg just keeps turning, o- turning it over uh, and then there's a, like a loud kind of kaboom booming whoosh sound uh, as you feel the uh, spaceship stop stuttering upwards and start roaring upwards uh, and Emriel feels her back crushing her wings against steel. Uh, And after ten agonizingly long minutes uh, you stop accelerating. There we are. I think exiting the Earth's atmosphere takes, takes about 10 minutes of constant thrust. That sounds, sounds about fair. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to like say seven, It's like a seven-minute dead zone or something when you go through the troposphere. Burn. So, anyway, the point is it takes about 10 minutes. Uh, as you reach... Uh, into space. Um, it doesn't feel as aggressive an acceleration anymore, and Greg, you can see that the uh, that your app has shut off the engines as you had exceeded your allotment of fuel. You have 20% uh, of your uh, fuel left. Uh is basically enough for an emergency thruster stop. Yeah. Uh, but you're oh. not accelerating anymore. You are at speed, but you're not gaining more. Which well, means you well, will start to experience weightless. <sighs> yep. We are going to be floating for a while. <laughs> this is the second time my eclipse phase prep has crossed over into this base Raiders campaign. <laughs> I got a hint to you there, Greg. 
for the first time in almost 4,000 years, I, I felt compelled to pray there for a bit. Oh. Who did you pray to? I wasn't sure. <laughs> Whatever was listening. Right. Anybody what? who can hear me, please well, don't let it God kicked me out, so I thought I'd try Muhammad. Uh... All right. Yeah, you guys are floating in this command capsule. If you would like, the, there is an observation deck right above this one that should have a lovely view. There's like there's like a little glass dome at the very top of the ship, uh, and that's there's a room. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it looks. I'm gonna say, there's looks, a whole bunch of so, of soft couches and chairs up there. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, it looks like glass, but of course, it's repurposed sheets of quartz. Yeah, uh, and sapphire and whatnot. Probably just fucking diamond. Yeah, <laughs> because it's Greg. <laughs> or clear aluminum. From yeah, Star clear, clear aluminum, transparent steel, uh, <laughs> invisitanium, invisitanium, uh, unobtrusitanium is also an option. This is the this is the rest of the game. Yeah, just, just thinking up weird see through materials. Uh, so you guys floated to the observation deck, uh, and you see stretching out before you. The stars. It's um, it uh, it kind of feels like you're almost being pulled or falling into it as you look up into the sky. Well, you look up into space. Um, you just see stars. They seem brighter than any you've seen before because you don't have the atmosphere in your way. You see more stars uh, than you've seen before. Uh, yeah. Uh, Greg points, uh, uses his his uh, hollow projector to make like a little pointer arrow uh, and points at one of the stars. That's where I'm from. Which is one? there a specific constellation or something that Greg's uh, star appears to be in from Earth perspective? Uh, is he from Vega? No. Uh, just a... Just a star. It's just a big old star. Is it a star that can't normally be seen on Earth? Oh, you, could, you could see it. It's just... And and a normal, uh, let me see. No, it is part of a constellation. It's part of. Hmm, I'm looking at the constellations. I want to find a good one. I also just opened up the constellations. It's not as straightforward a list as you'd think. No. Uh, former constellations. Show me those. Show me that Indian astronomy. Uh, oh, these are just the Greek god ones. Yeah, they'll have the zodiac constellations. They and then cut. Yeah, they're like grouped by families and shit. So like you have the zodiac, uh, Perseus, Hercules, Orion, Ursa, 
major. Um, Heavenly Waters is also a set of star systems. The Bayer family. These get... The Bayer family? What is that? A fucking... Is that like the hillbilly <laughs> constellations? There's, there's 88. Uh, oh, I think this one. He's from uh, Antlia. Antlia. In English, it means the air pump. <laughs> of course. Of course, Great Star is in the Antlia system. Because apparently, the universe has a sense of humor. Oh, <laughs> You know Have what? You lived in the universe. You know what? I'm gonna make this star system look like, from the perspective of those on Earth, <laughs> a fucking air pump, so that when one fart alien from one star in that system goes to Earth, they will have a narratively interesting uh, name to refer to. I don't. I don't know why this is an air pump. It's just. Two lines. And you know what, Raymond? That's why we rebelled against God. <laughs> God, and his, God and his convenient narratives. Oh, actually, wait. I might have to change it because I was looking at the map and right next to that one is Vela, the sails. And it's just a circle. It looks like a cloud. It's just like a circle. It's like when your family of werewolf hunters is called Ardent. Argent, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Like really? <laughs> so yeah, he's from a a star within the Vela constel the constellation Vela. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, so you guys spend a few minutes looking at the stars, uh, floating up here near these couches. If only Greg had made them out of like Velcro material, you could actually sit in them. Greg points to a different star nearby. That one's exploded. Wow. <laughs> Yuri sits down. No attempts to. <laughs> yeah, pulls himself into a chair. Yeah, flat. pulls himself Pulls a chair up to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, Greg, do we have any, like, ropes on board we could lash ourselves to the furniture with? Because... Oh. Um, hmm. I think there might be... Uh, some bindings in the cargo bay. If you'd like, I could uh, change the surface of the furniture here. Uh, maybe give it straps that you can hold yourself down with? Sure, let's start with that. How about you make the furniture one side of Velcro and the pants, the butt of my pants, the other side of Velcro? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, so Greg, Greg goes to a chair and makes the surface uh, half Velcro and then goes to Yuri's butt and makes his <laughs> pants half Velcro. Now, it occurred to me, did anybody actually, this is going to be like the scuba shit, did anybody actually make sure you guys had spacesuits? No. Do we well, not have spacesuits? So, it's a good thing that this is a test run. Well, I know what Greg's making for the next three days. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Greg... Didn't you acquire some or something, Greg? Didn't you make some? Does that happen? 
Uh, I feel like I, I remember some discussion about spice suits. I made air. Nah, yeah. no, true. Look, I, I, I just, I don't have a problem with you guys saying we have spacesuits now, but it's basically like, you get up onto here and you're like, damn it, we forgot fucking spacesuits. Just like you forgot to pack chairs that can buckle you down. And Hey, hey, it was, we were, we were working under a tight deadline. We got a spaceship that has hey, not yeah, exploded exactly. and is getting us to the moon. These ungrateful assholes had a whole month to get spacesuits. Well, I was making a spaceship. Uh, hey, I was too busy inciting insurrection. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, guys are so worried about breathing, maybe you should be a little proactive. Yeah. Just take that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg, how long is it going to take you guys to get to uh, the moon? How long is it going to take me to make spacesuits? <laughs> um, I feel like that's a pretty involved project, so at least a day. Did TKS oh, not bring any? TKS might have packed you guys spacesuits. I, I mean, like there are a whole work. bunch of boxes in the cargo bay that I have not looked at. <sighs> Go check your cargo bay. There might I feel be... like maybe we have some spacesuits that we can alter to suit. Yeah. Wings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will, go have a look. Look down to the cargo bay and start looking through our cargo as carefully as I possibly can. Does anybody else go with Emriel? Uh, yeah, I'd like to see what they put in my spaceship. Okay, so what are you guys talking about as you spend like a few hours going through this room in zero G and becoming accustomed to zero G? It's been an opportunity for you guys to talk to one another and do a bit of role playing. Um, but, uh, as you enter this, uh, enter into these, this cargo hold of sorts, um, it's one of the rings of the, uh, cause the decks of the ship are laid out like discs. Um, so it's sort of broken up into sixths. So there's like six rooms that you enter in off of this sort of, um, outer rim catwalk. So it's like a six slice pizza. Um, or a clock from <laughs> Blades. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you, yeah, they, a few of them are fuller than others, but, uh, they're all stacked with like TKS and that impronounceable, uh, outdoor clothing line, uh, oh, yeah. named after <laughs> that Icelandic volcano, even though we could have picked the one that had a pronounceable in English name. You just wanted the unpronounceable one that I have tried to learn to pronounce several times and failed. Uh, yes. I stand so by it. There's a few packages from them uh, and things like that. They they tend, tend to be... Yeah, it's a lot of like surveying equipment and just random tools and shit like that. But uh, what are you guys having a chat about? So, what do you think? Of a spaceship. Oh yeah, it's nice. Good. Could do with chess. <laughs> One complete. I'll, I'll make a note. I mean, although um, I mean, if if it's if it's gonna just be a spaceship for you and your 
your stealth, then it probably doesn't need chess. Well, I, I suppose, like now, there could be guests. Hmm. I guess. I, I guess you could also make the Gestalt a uh, holographic body, like the one you have. So, uh, big one. What, what your entire species would do with one holographic body. Uh, how big, Greg, how big is the Gestalt? I mean, like, I assume it's a non-fixed thing, similar to how you're sort of amorphous cloud, but, like, if you're a little cloud, is it a big cloud? Greg oh, yeah. does have a mostly set mass, though. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, like, wave and undulate, but it's... it's set. Yeah, um, you have a set mass. Well, no, I, I meant that you, your, your, your mass doesn't change. Whether your shape does and the right. spacing between your molecules totally changes, but, like, your actual mass is more or less constant. Yeah. Because you're not, um, you don't add yeah. a lot of new components to yourself frequently. What's the matter, dog? Uh, I haven't been able to. Hmm. I think in, in English measurements, uh, it would be about um, two hundred million pounds. Mm -hmm. And in non-English measurements, for those of us, because none of us are English, Greg. <laughs> Uh, uh, 200 million in, in hella kilos. Why the hell would Greg measure in met in Imperial yeah, when true. it's not Greg even the dominant weight size of the planet? Like, and you guys are from Japan as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> really it's hell. not like you landed what in America and have a I feel like, to measure in I feel like hell uses Imperial. Yeah, hell yeah. probably does use Imperial. Uh, it's 90 kilotons. Uh, <laughs> 90 kilotons? See, doesn't that sound way cooler? Kilotons? Yeah. Doesn't so 90,000 tons? Does that just fill you with dread saying that number? Yeah, yeah, you've been a big hologram. Hey, Greg. Right? I don't know, actually. Do you, do, does Greg, like, hide within his hologram when he's emitting he, it? He can. Or does the hologram just have a cloud around it? He can hide within it. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't give me... It's not, like, any protection. It's just... Yeah, it's just, like, it's just so that you don't have a fog. Yeah. I was just kind of picturing the big, uh, the gigantic cloud using the holographic body as like a finger puppet. <laughs> I believe the way we described it last time, when he did, when he first made a customized avatar, was that um, it kind of looked like David Bowie with little wisps of air seeping out of their skin, almost like an air elemental. Yeah. Mm, Wait, so you guys than kilograms as your, as your weight, right? Yeah, okay. So... So it's enormous. It's, um... In Tons. kilograms... Tons is fine. 90,718,000 kilograms. <laughs> oh, that was actually pretty good uh, role-playing there from Alex, because that sounded like he was actually calculating <laughs> the number rather than just pulling a number out of his hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, like, it's a big cloud. Yes. It, that sounds like a uh, 
like I can't really mm, I can't really picture the volume of a cloud that mass. But um, like, is the Gestalt like the whole planet? Like, is is oh the no. Gestalt like Jupiter? No, no. It's uh, there there are there are uh, a few different clouds uh, that roam the planet. Uh, yeah, many, right. many there's the hunter species. storms. Yes. Well, there there are other there are other gestalts of these as well. Um, Did you just say that there are other sentient gestalt organisms on your planet? Yeah. There's there are there are fourteen clouds uh, of Greg species. Uh, right, and, and your one is. 90 kilotons because this has yes. not been established before it hasn't uh so i, I, I still i still imagining is it a well, gaseous uh, planet no there, there's a ground uh it's much like your your venus uh slightly more temperate though uh it does not snow metal but i feel, uh, I feel like greg's world is as much a gaseous planet as ours is a cellular planet like our Earth is covered in a lot of cells, but like, that doesn't bo look weird. Yeah. So like, I imagine most of the organisms are on his planet are gas-based. Considering. And like, from orbit, it probably looks like a hundred percent cloud cover kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. I, I think kind of. The, I, I think, think there's also I some think, solid. Yeah, there'd be desert okay. patches where there aren't gas cells. Uh, yes. Well, I just I just looked up the average weight of a cumulus cloud is one point one million pounds. Right. Um, okay. So it's like so it looks one like of there's them a like bunch of clouds. it just looks like it's got a lot of weather. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's so it's just like a, like a really like a big like a big like storm system essentially kind of thing. Yeah. Well, there are hunter storms. Yeah. There's a, a bunch of those. Our yeah. clouds are. They just look but like, like the size clouds. of like a butt. I'm, big, I'm big picturing Mars, but with more like visible Mars with our cloud systems lay, laid on yeah. top of it. Maybe maybe 200 million was a, was a little big. Maybe each one's like 50 million. So they're like really big clouds, yeah. but they're on ground level. Yeah. So not quite Venus. Uh, yes. So so big hologram. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't. I don't think that the Gestalts would know what to do with holograms. Uh, as as I said, my race doesn't reabsorbed. Yeah, Greg's not sure he's going to do that either. Um, as I said, my race doesn't have uh, creativity, so to speak. Sure, you do. Oh no, no, we don't. Uh, but, uh, maybe you should practice. It's something everyone can learn. No. No, there, there was no, there was no individuality Not with amongst that attitude, the Greg. Well, thank you. I, I have creativity, mm -hmm. um, but the the Gestalt clouds do not. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you don't process. give the the Gestalt enough credit for, given that it was what created you. You know. Oh no, I I very much appreciate the Gestalt for what it is. But sometimes what it would do is if it needed something, if it, if it recognized a need, um, f uh, for example, uh, it had to traverse uh, a difficult terrain, it would spawn off a few smaller clouds 
I'll give them individuality and have them come up with the method for traversing the terrain, then they would rejoin and their ideas would be absorbed. Uh, mm. I hadn't thought there was any problem with that because for a long time I didn't exist. But having spent many years separated from the Gestalts, I think that's akin to uh, murder in a way. Oh, sorry. You lost me at Traverse Terrain. <sighs> Never mind. Emriel, let's talk about yes. your daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> you have 4,000 years? I don't know, Greg. How long does it take you to make a spacesuit? Oh, uh, we should be at the moon in two days. Well, let's have the abridged version. <sighs> All right. Well, once upon a time, there were perfect beings of uh, luminous goodness uh, who were created in the image of their maker but not given free will. And I'm seeing a lot of similarities, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. Go on. Once, once they, some of them got to, got to thinking about it, they kind of grew their own version of free will, except it wasn't a perfect version, but it was what they had, and they did what any logical creatures would do in such a circumstance. Uh, they rebelled, and it turned out there was a lot more power invested on the other side of the issue, uh, and we were kicked the hell out. Hmm. And, you know, sent a realm of eternal torment for our desire to think as, to think for ourselves. Hmm. Yeah, Greg, I hope your teenage rebellion phase goes a lot better. Oh, I spent my teenage years screaming in insanity across the dark void of space. Yeah, we all Again, sound similar. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, know that feeling, Greg. Know that feeling. It's very true. Uh, I think, yeah. Meanwhile, we're doing this. We're all just like rifling through crates. <laughs> Ooh, I found freeze-dried meatloaf. Nice. I found ketchup. Emriel found pop tarts. Hey, <laughs> we've got a sleeper Spore. over on our hands. <laughs> sleeper pop tarts. Yes, s'mores, pop, start, pop tarts for for the in joke crowd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go listen to all the other podcasts that we listen to uh, to yeah. get that joke. All of them. Uh, yeah. After some time, you guys find spacesuits. Um, they are human shaped and therefore will not fit Emriel. But you've got like a pack of ten. Um, they are very bare bones, kind of slim. They have a very plastic-like uh, outer layer to them. Um, they don't look like they would be very good at protecting against, like, micro-media impacts or anything like that. But in a pinch, they will keep you from dying in the vacuum of space. 
Um, but they have like a silicony kind of plastic outer layer and a cloth inner layer. Uh, instead of mod, instead of making uh, new spacesuits, can I modify those spacesuits? Totally. Because I can add two tags to a thing if I spend a fate point. Go for it. Uh, spend a fate point. I'm going to do that. You don't need so, to give it a... The two tags can be wing holes. Well, and, I was going to say, you don't need to give it a... You don't need to give it give it tags so that it fits Emriel, for example. I'd allow you to do that just through the act of tailoring. Okay. Um, so why don't we give you this... Because Emriel's wings... W- uh, if Emriel's wings work through magic, they'll work whether they're covered or not. And if they work like normal wings, they won't work in space anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's so... okay for them to be in vacuum? Well, my point is if they're in, like, inside the suit. Right. If there, if there's wing-shaped spacesuit, oh, they'll right, either yeah. just flap and up. work. Yeah. Yeah. Either um, either they'll work because they're magical and they'll base and she actually just has levitation and the wings are there to look cool, or if the wings are actually truly functional and work through lift and whatnot, they won't work through in space anyway. So either way, you might as well seal them in. Yes. The point I was making was yes. Are we sealing them in or are they just yes. sticking out? No, I think I think we should just go gonna ahead. have a big old backpack. <laughs> All right, so ooh, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm thinking tags armored um, and maneuvering thrusters. That could be handy. Very handy. For those I'm, of us without I'm levitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Greg's tube is sealed. So you yes, can, actually, sealed. I guess Greg would just be able to float through space. The... Um. Do you have a tag that says? Because you know what happens to you know what happens to clouds like the... of gas in space. Mm, That's true. Yeah, I feel like the pressure <laughs> thing being a problem. He's nanobots. Yeah, but you also respond to like outside. You're pressure. organic nanobots. Yeah, that's true. You are yeah, organic no, right, molecules so that appear to that work similar to nanobots, but you are organic molecules. I could just get in a spacesuit with one of you guys. Hmm, well, that you sounds could just comfy. get in one of the other spacesuits. Like you've got ten of them. Well, you've, you've got a hologram got eight now. Yeah, that's true. I could just, I could just, I could be a ghost spacesuit. Well, the just hologram, the hologram is hard light, so no, it should work. Well, it should work as a spacesuit, but you'd have to make some programming changes to make sure that none of you wisped out, like has been happening. No, but I mean the, the the hologram would work to get inside a spacesuit. Oh yeah, like yeah, that too. Show. Sorry, I mean you could just yeah. Greg could be poured into the spacesuit either way. Yeah, I just feel like Greg has uh, a gas manipulating fingers is less dexterous. Yeah, but basically that would have been another <laughs> way. Just be a big air bag. That actually would have given been another way for Greg to gain physical form. Would to just like in Hellboy Two, you pour the character into a spacesuit. Yeah, I, l- I like the image yeah. of just like a big kind of like saggy spacesuit balloon. Yeah. Flopping around. I, I like the image of using the gas to manipulate the arms and legs, but not filling out the helmets. Mm-hmm. So it's just an empty ghost spacesuit. Yep. Yeah, so Greg will do that. He'll pour himself into. So Greg, uh, while he makes theirs, he basically um, 
puts the gloves and boots onto one of the suits so he can just fill in and then someone puts a helmet on him to lock it in. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you can essentially, I don't know, put a little bit more into the waistline of one of them so I can be <laughs> a suit within a suit. In which case you guys have seven and a half space suits left when you're done tailoring. Yuri, once, once, once Yuri's inside of it, he's like three layers deep of suit. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I'm a ghost wearing a flesh body, wearing a super suit, wearing a, <laughs> wearing space, a space suit. suit. It's pretty... Well, hey, you know, the more layers between you and the vacuum of space, the better. It's pretty Avengers. We'll just take it as a, as a uh, metaphor for the layers, the walls that Yuri puts up between everyone else at his heart. <laughs> Always walls with you people. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost samurais uh, of layers. <laughs> Greg also makes sure to give each spacesuit a racing stripe. Okay. What colors are these suits when you're done? Uh, whatever color they were with a different, each of us could, each, each of us is a different color. Okay. Uh, primary um, color? Amriel's red. Yuri is yellow. Greg right. is blue. blue. Yeah. Blue. Uh, and each one of them has a black racing stripe that goes up, like, up the right leg and across the chest up to the shoulder. Fantastic. So after, you know, a day of tailoring and inventorying, inventorying, in, inventorizing, after stock take on this spaceship, <laughs> uh, you know, you guys arrive at the moon. You actually made pretty good time. Um, took you like a day to get here. Um, oxygen's holding. Liquid nitrogen levels are good-ish. You might need to make a few more tanks. Um, of that probably want to increase the amount of fuel you have too but uh, you know you get here we'll have uh, to scoop up a bunch of moon rocks so I can use that to, for <laughs> yeah you could just fill the fucking hole all the empty spaces with moon rocks um, and you drift over the um, location that you had on the moon of that ideal base and it just kind of looks like a tin can hab you know a bunch of almost lunar lander looking pieces a bit larger scattered around um the regolith connected by flimsy looking plastic cloth foil tubes um that allow for very simple movement between the two uh, so my my understanding was that they that uh, Raiderade was going to teleport us here, and then all the teams here, and then from here, we were going to have to go to wherever the base is. That this is not the actual base. That could or could not be what ha what's happening. You have no confirmation whether this is the actual point you're teleporting to. Didn't they say there was something involving teleporting? Yeah, they said that this thing had a teleporter in it. Um. And they told you you'd be teleporting to the moon, but that doesn't necessarily mean these two things are connected. Right. Um, this teleportation doesn't use the same kind of teleportation that the that Raider Aid uses, the ide repurposed ideal teleporter, which is basically 
effectively Stargate technology, where it is point to point, like, and the okay. two, the two teleporters are kind of tethered to one another. So, matter no matter where that teleporter is moved to, if you use that ID tag, you'll to teleport to it. You'll always teleport to it, almost like a Pandora gate in that regards too. Uh, from yeah. Eclipse phase. Um, whereas the teleporter that this shitty tin can had was using was actually required new uh, math to be done every time people were teleporting to it. It was calculations, and it wasn't point to point. It was, we can teleport you to anywhere using this thing, um, which is incredibly time-consuming because you have to do calculations to make sure that you don't put them inside materials right, uh, and things like that. Uh, make sure that you send out atmosphere with them and stuff. All, all sorts of the... Ho- all the horrible parts of teleporting. Make sure that you teleport them to where the planet will be um, rather than where the planet is or was when you did your math. Make sure you account for the movement of the universe and all of the components within it. Cool. Um, there's also a wrecked alien war fleet. Mm-hmm. You are sure that that'll probably pose uh, will factor in somehow. What do you guys think? Should we check out this base or the wrecked alien war fleets? Uh, wrecked alien war fleet? Yeah, that sounds like yeah. something they'd send us to. Yeah, let's go there. All right. Because I, I think we established that it wasn't the ideal base, wasn't it? It wasn't. Well, because this base isn't really an ideal base. It's actually a NASA ideal cooperative. Right. Right. But um, did we establish that the that wasn't the one we're raiding? You definitely established that's not the one you're raiding because you're looking at it and it it's so out of date and it's just falling apart. Like, you can't imagine that this would be this super interesting thing that you're attacking Mm -hmm. especially for the climax of this thing like it's it's six or seven little lunar lander little almost hexagon container ships container cargo containers connected by shitty foil ducting like how are we going to get into the base we cut in through the sides because we're all wearing spacesuits and then walk in (laughs) And this is tinfoil. This is tinfoil. He's in a right. he's in a bottle. T- he's in a Ford T. We're in a we're in a Delorean. It'll rip through us like a tinfoil. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm going to pilot us over to the fleet. Uh, you don't actually know where the fleet is. You just know that they that there is one, and you know it because of a vision Emriel was given, basically. Well, not even well, Emrin was given. The, we just got the one moon, so... Yeah, indeed. I'll just go got, left. You've got time to spare. Um, We've got a starting point. This ideal base is our starting point. We'll just go one way until we find the fleet or get back here, in which case we'll try something else. Uh, yeah, so you head towards the far side of the moon, which I actually have a photo of. Um, because Apollo 16 photographed it, which I didn't know. Uh, I don't want to save it to my computer. That's not going to be useful to the players. 
Um, I think I have some too. My uncle gave me some pictures from NASA that were like Apollo moon picture press release photos. Okay. But they're cool. like, uh, if you're at home, you can find the image that I'm sending by just going to far side of the moon dot wikipedia dot com. Well, actually, it would be wikipedia dot org slash wiki slash far side of the moon hashtag oh, yeah, slash media slash file backside of the moon string of numbers jpeg uh but you i trust you guys to find a picture of the far side of the moon i have faith in you listen all those craters that's the moon taking one for the earth yep because like a hundred what a team player what a good yep. what a good friend the moon is and the what moon do we is do? an integral part of team earth yep yep Unlike all, unlike all those other parts of the solar system. Yeah. Fucking Venus. Uh, what has Venus ever done for Earth? Uh, look good. <laughs> yeah, made it look good by comparison. Yeah. All, all the other, all the other planets in the solar system are just so that Earth looks good when Earth goes to the club. Venus and Mars are the ugly planets you stand next to, so you look better. Yep, so that you look hot, despite the yep. infestation well, of not too higher hot. primates you may have. <laughs> look, you don't need to tell Ooh, them about that on the first. You don't need to tell them about I that on the get first all, date. I want to get all up in your life-supporting oceans. Who doesn't? Uh, yes. So this side of the moon always faces away from Earth. Yep. Um, the reason it's not called the dark side of the moon is because it does occasionally get sunlight. It's like two weeks. Yeah, two weeks of sunlight followed two weeks of night. Just like uh, the earth side, really. Yeah, but um, it does always face away from the earth, so we can't see it from earth. Yep. Um, so... Uh, you guys are flying across it, and it's, you know, kind of beautiful in a endless, empty sea kind of way. Uh, and you... How much How much time do you devote to searching this, this Earth? This, this Earth. This moon. Uh, I, I would say as much time as it's going to take, because... Well, we've got we've got nothing better to do. Before we got so we had a week. We left a week and a half, so we have like ten days before the race actually starts. Unfortunately, I don't know what the relative size of the moon is to some kind of object on Earth, so I can't like say, "Oh, it's like the fuck." It's like trying to search all of the United States. I feel like it'd be more than trying to search like, the enti- entire surface of the United States. Um, probably. Oh, there we go. There's actually an image on a GIF on this page. Um, it would actually be kind of like trying to search all of Antarctica from the air. Is the impression I'm getting? Maybe it's a lot of it's a lot of landmass to search. Is the point? Um. Uh. All right. Well, I figured out what the third aspect on our spaceship is. Oh um, yeah, super science sensors. Super science sensors. All right. Cool. So, what do those look like? 
And do they have to be deployed? Do they, like, telescope out of the ship? Uh, no, they're just on the hull. They're, okay, they're Star Trek that, sensors. I thought the ship might have, like, battle mode and science mode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of like that. All right. So I, I switch it to science mode. Uh, and just, like, a whole bunch of radar dishes come out and start spinning around. Antennae, little orbs, radar yeah. dishes, cameras. A whole bunch of science stuff. A machine that goes ding when stuff is near. Yep. <laughs> and also can cook an egg at 100 yards. And it can also cook an egg at 100 yards. All right. Um, so after a few days of searching, um, who who's... Uh, who is anybody monitoring Earthican communications? I think probably Amriel would be, you know, frustratedly watching t- whatever TV she could get. Yeah, so you only really get good reception when you're near the edges, and even then, I say good. Digital TV doesn't spend a lot of time trying to beam into deep space. Yeah, kind of a waste. <laughs> a little bit. Uh. But uh, you you do occasionally get little glimpses of um, stuff from home, and you have just enough time to check your email. Uh, but it would appear that people are wondering when you guys are going to be back. Like you get an email, be like, "So it's been like two, it's been like three days. Are you guys alive?" We keep losing radio contact with you. We didn't build a fucking space array. Parks isn't letting us in, weirdly enough. Um, I will respond to the emails. You know, we're we're alive. We're we're searching the moon for this uh, potential base that we're gonna have to raid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get an email notification saying that uh, it's time to prepare for uh, the Raider uh race. Um, they need you guys to uh, report to um, a way station in Cuba uh, at uh, at least 24 hours before the race is scheduled to start. Um, in order to prep you and your vehicles for teleportation. Um, what do you guys say in response? Mm. Do we need to teleport? We're already on the moon. I wonder if we can... Mm. Oh, you said this is the other type of teleporter where you don't you don't just get a tag, you have to do the complex math every time you teleport. No, 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 no. That is okay. the kind of te- the kind of teleporter that Raider Aid uses because they have repurposed it from the ideal. Right. The kind that is a teleportation pad that sends you to another teleportation pad and can't send you anywhere else except other teleportation pads. The kind that that rando base used was the kind where you have to do complex math every time you want to send someone somewhere, but you can send them anywhere technically if you can do the math gotcha gotcha can they just give us the coordinates for the teleportation pad and we'll meet them there 
Well, we were hoping to use the act of teleportation as a disorientating effect. Um, so it would kind of give you an unfair advantage on the other teams. We can just spin around and run in circles for a bit. <laughs> well, maybe the other teams should have taken time to build a spaceship. We could have Greg fuck with the gravity and maybe we're going all to the moon. Crushed to that. <laughs> yeah, they've known for months that we're going to the moon. It's not our fault for being prepared. Um, you should have mentioned that that was a factor before we built a spaceship. We will get back to you. Cool. Uh, but you guys do find, after some searching, towards the southern part of the moon, a... Uh, actually, no. Towards the eastern part of the backside of the moon, um, you guys find a large, almost sea of debris uh, filled with spaceships. Um, there has to have been at least... 40 of these things and they're the size of small towns. Damn. Whoa. Um, which to put into perspective like the largest boats are only two kilometers long. Yeah. They're like Independence Day ships. Uh, and I'd say Independence Day ships are, well actually I guess, say that Independence Day ships are the size of small cities. These are small towns. Uh, it's okay, still yeah. impressive. Um, and they are kind of um, pine cone slash arrowhead shaped. Um, so, yeah. Ooh, I might be able to upgrade. Um, however, very few of them look intact. You see ones like snapped in half. You see, um, you see at least 40 distinct hulls, but there's probably a bunch of these, bunch of the debris here is probably other ships. And then kind of sitting towards the middle is this mostly intact one, uh, that looks like it's been strafed with like... Um, a burning laser beam uh, multiple times just sort of raked by like Superman's laser vision but not enough to crack it open um, it is larger than the others uh, and it is lying half buried in the regolith uh, and you can see huge massive engines on the back of it the size of um the size of uh, nuclear power station cooling towers. I think we found our mothership. Uh, and then you guys get an alert on the iPad. It says that your anti-gravity is being disrupted. Oh. Uh, I'm going to back away, or pilot the ship away from, you know, so we're out of that area. 
Mm-hmm. So you're trying to pull the ship back, and it's still selling, telling you that your anti-grav is being disrupted. This goes on for a few minutes, uh, and then it stops. But the all the power goes off on the ship for about ten seconds. The lights all turn off. Everything just shuts off, and you're just left with the silence of engines spinning down. Uh, and then everything jumps back alive. Uh, where are you? What do you mean? In, inside the ship, where is everyone? Oh, I'm in the cockpit. I think Greg, uh, Amriel is probably upstairs, uh, strapped into one of those couches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, we'll say Yuri is in the... In the just heading out from the garage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yuri, you're heading out from the garage when the power shuts off, floating down this corridor, uh, and then it comes back on. Um, what do you guys do? Intercom, Greg. Greg, everything good? Uh, everything is now. What was that? Was everything good? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Can I try to figure that out? Sure. What are you, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to make an alien super scientist role. Okay. I have given you all of the facts you have. All right. You so need to interpret them. There's no more facts to gather from your systems. So the gravity, the it said the, the anti-grav was being interfered with. Yes. Then the power went out. And then Almost like it a came brown. back, like a brown out, and then it came back on ten seconds later, and everything's working. Everything seems fine. There's no interference or anything. Uh, and the we're able to move the ship. Yeah, the ship's working fine. Hmm. I think it might have been some sort of dormant alien uh, scan or defensive system. But uh, can I pilot it forward? Does that happen again if I go back Uh, towards the mothership? Yeah, you you head back down towards the surface and nothing happens. Hmm. Maybe it was some kind of signal? I, I don't know. You didn't receive any transmissions. Yeah, well, I mean, like, maybe... That was the only the only thing they could do was interfere with our anti grav, and that was the signal. I don't know. Wouldn't that mean they would be trying to broadcast using gravitons? It would, I suppose. Can I can I uh, look at the interference to see if there was some sort of graviton broadcast? I mean, there were graviton spikes, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't have any pattern to it. It couldn't be a signal. Mm, okay. You've never heard of anyone trying to use gravity as a medium for communication before, either. Mm. Uh, and this has been going for a few minutes. What has Emriel and Yuri been doing? Um, I'm making my way back up to the bridge. Okay. Yeah. 
Same here. All right, so Emriel's heading down to the bridge, and as Yuri climbs up onto the next level, um, you're on the cargo bay ring. Uh, you hear one of the doors to the cargo bay open, uh, and then you see somebody in a spacesuit step out. Um, it's uh, a black. It's actually a grey spacesuit. Uh, it's a bit more heavy duty than the ones that you guys had. Um, closer to what you have now, with the armor added to it. Um, they have uh, like a pistol or something strapped at their side, and like a there's a lot of tactical pouches all over their spacesuit. Uh, and they turn towards you with a gold visor obscuring their face. Uh, and they just and there's just this astronaut out of nowhere staring at you. I think I figured out what it was. Mm-hmm. Greg, <laughs> Greg uh, says over over the radio that we have. Hmm. I it. The, the readings almost look like it was some sort of teleportation signal. That is exactly what it looks like, Greg. Yeah, that's weird. Something teleport. Where did to the ship, oh. or at least in the in the vicinity of the ship, oh. to within fifteen meters <laughs> of of the ship. <laughs> So it's just me? Is it just me looking at this? Yeah, you're the only person that can see it, because as far as I know, there aren't security cameras on this thing. That hasn't been established. <laughs> no, I do not believe there are. And there definitely weren't um, any to begin with. Nope. I, I comment and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably it. By the looks of it. Uh, the guy in the, the space... What? You need another chair, Greg. <laughs> the guy in the spacesuit, or the person in the spacesuit, uh, takes a few uh, heavy steps towards you, uh, Yuri, and then their hands sort of come up uh, and touch their helmet. You see them twist it one way and then back the other, uh, and it makes a click, uh, and then they lift it off. Uh, and you see one of the Raider Aid marketing team managers, uh, a woman. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. It's fine, guys. It's just the suits. Oh, someone's here. Forget about that chair, Greg. <laughs> so they don't Hello. want me to make their butt Velcro? Hello, uh, Yuri. I don't, I don't know if we've had the uh, opportunity to meet since your signing. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm Sarah Claiborne. All right. I'm part Greg of the... Greg starts to make his way down to the car. Brilliant. Uh, I'm part of the uh, Raider Aid Race to the Base Adventure Race International Series marketing team, uh, as well as... Mm, I uh, guess that by the, the stick-up-your-butt look. As well as having dual purpose on our uh, legal team. Mm, I just yeah, doubly so. Just came here to let you guys know uh, that we would pref that you will be disqualified if you attempt to land in the Starship graveyard, uh -huh. uh, as that is in fact the site of uh, the 
uh, final race of the series. Cool. You couldn't have called to tell us this? Well, you see, you're actually in a communications black spot. Uh, what with being in the on the far side of the moon. There's kind of an entire planetary body between us. Not a lot of telecommunication satellites on this side either. Mm, I can see how teleporting would have been easier for you, yeah. <laughs> it was, in fact, quite difficult. Uh, and as the newest member of the team, uh, I was chosen to go. <laughs> with all feeling. 15 meters of accuracy on the teleporter. Well, at least this spaceship's bigger than 15 meters, you know. At least I didn't end up in a wall or a crate. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hello, Sarah Claiborne. Yes, I'm Sarah Claiborne. Did you offer her some dehydrated meatloaf? No, I don't think she'll be staying for long. She's told us what she needs to. You heading off now, Sarah? Oh, she Uh, could have called. I was about to launch a communication satellite. I know. Can she head off? We just had this conversation, Greg. <laughs> okay, Sarah, do you want anything before you leave? Um, well, And Yuri starts, like, walking towards her, uh, towards an airlock. Unfortunately, I can't leave um, this ship. Uh, you'll have to drop me off on Earth when you return. That's uh, funny. Greg, were you planning on returning to Earth? Eventually. I got the impression from the takeoff that... Uh, this was a one-way trip based on the fuel reserves. Oh, well, I mean, we... I, I expected that you and Amrio wished to return to Earth. I figured that... Yeah, I just figured we you weren't dropping after it off. the race. Well, once once the race is completed... Yeah. It's just we, we, we did reach a decision about you. Uh, you wished to not teleport to the location, and we have reached a decision on that. Okay, cool. Greg, make another chair. I start leading her towards the um, observation deck slash rec room. Oh, there's, there's already one up there. Would we you s- like me to make your butt Velcro? Uh, she doesn't answer. She <laughs> just rolls to right. us, like, floating in chairs. <laughs> yeah, dude. Looking yeah, Am- Amriel and Yuri are sitting in chairs. She's just floating. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, screen wipe to new scene. Uh, and as she has informed you that in order to uh, in order to avoid teleportation, you still have to meet in Cuba 24 hours beforehand. However, they have calculated this flight time of your ship based on the numbers gathered, uh, and you will be allowed to take off 10 hours before the race is scheduled to start, which should account for any lead... Uh, you would be given by not having to teleport. Why are you penalizing us for preparing for the race? Um, because uh, you you will your starting position. Would Can't be, the race just start from where they're going to teleport to on the moon? Uh, I, I I suppose that could be a solution. Uh, however, we would have to avoid giving you that location until, I suppose, an hour beforehand so that you couldn't booby trap the starting location. Right. That, I mean, you could just make a rule we can't booby trap the starting location. What if 
we well you can't to... kill you can't kill other teams either but that has that rule has also been violated in the past mm-hmm what if we so. move to a position where you can monitor us until the start of the race? Uh, I will move. I will move the ship directly to the north pole of the moon, which should be in view of you from Earth, both telescopically and in within radio, radio communication range. Uh, and we will stay there until the race commences. That sounds fair. Good. And let we know. We'll know when. Uh, they teleport, and then we will make our way to the base. Brilliant. All right. And if we need um, a bit of delay for them to get orientated after their teleportation confusion, we can take that delay. Uh, well, I don't think we need to take a delay. I mean, it has. I mean, been I don't know how long teleportation. Well, known last. for the entirety of this this contest that the last race would be on the moon. True. Any of the other teams could have taken time to try to procure their own transportation here. We should just give them all a lift and this wouldn't be a problem. Well, I only have the two chairs. <laughs> also, the garage bay is not large enough to fit in all the vehicles. No. Uh, but you adjourn to the North Pole. Um, or uh, South, whichever. I'll let them pick. Okay. You've got maybe three days, four days until you need to, until the start of the race. Um, are you going to have this woman stay here that whole time? Are you well, going to stay gonna up pick here? her out of nail lock, Are you going to, are you going to return to Earth and make some modifications? Well, there's a teleporter in that ideal base, right? She can go home if she wanted to. There should, in theory, be a teleporter in that ideal base. I'm just saying, and I'm saying out of character, we could, or I'll make that offer to her. We could take her there and she can teleport home. Uh, she says, I, I'd rather, you know what? I think I'll, could I stay, trouble you to be a guest? Oh, it's no trouble. There are many, many empty rooms. Brilliant. Wonderful. I'll just stay here on the 60-year-old spaceship. It's called the Farts Revenge. On the Farts Revenge. Brilliant. Wonderful. On the far side of the moon. In a former Nazi spaceship. With a demon, an alien nanoswarm, and a ghost driving a Nazi uh, demon... No, no, a, a ghost driving a Nazi <laughs> clone driving demonic armor. Nothing to eat. <laughs> Nothing to sustain me but freeze-dried meatloaf and Raiderade. And Arguably, the, arguably the most unhealthy drink ever invented. <laughs> oh, oh, says the legal team. Yeah. Can I quote you on that? <laughs> no, you cannot quote her in a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> um, does does the spaceship do we have enough fuel to like land and take off again I figure on the moon it would be easier it would yeah be... totally on the moon you don't even yeah. need thrusters to take off you yeah, don't use, use the thrusters okay. for maneuvering you just use the um, alteration of gravity fields around yourself 
Yeah. So Greg is going to land on the North Pole of the moon and cool. start... Take on building supplies? <laughs> yeah, essentially. He's just going to load moon rocks into the into the, the cargo bay. Greg, as you're standing like out the there on the regolith collecting rocks, you think to yourself, God, this would be easier if I built some kind of giant dust scoop. I could just scoop up the regolith. <sighs> yeah, that's for next time. Or like one of those machines that cuts tree roots and lifts the whole tree out of the ground in one fell yes. swoop. Or a shovel. Or a shovel. Or, or just like a big or just a big fucking front loader uh, but for right now Greg just has a I'm going to say there's like a hover sled and a Greg just hover sled TKS accidentally left it behind TKS doesn't have a hover sled they, have a, they might have a hovercraft but it's not anti-grav they uh, haven't built well, any prototypes yet. Then Greg's got a just a dolly on wheels. There you go. It just rolls it, rolls it out to the lunar surface, piles it with rocks, brings it inside, dumps it, and goes back. Yeah, kind of. The only um, exit is through the garage. Um, Yuri, what does the garage look like? Uh, like I've got a Datsun there and a bunch of. Machinery covered up with tops. Yep, cool. That's what I, I mean, thought. Obviously, I, I safely depressurize everything before I open the base, so it's not just explosive decompression that sends all of our supplies and everything careening out into space. <laughs> good, good. Uh, and I think we might end it here with you guys taking on resources and making those final changes to your ship, building more fuel, making chairs, acquiring cool. oxygen. Uh, cool. And then, because it's looking like it'll probably be a sprint to the base, so we'll just do a three-and-a-half-hour game next time, I think. Mm -hmm. Sorry we ruined your teleportation plan. Doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> I don't care. I just had to, I just, you know... I'm like, they wouldn't just let you do that. They'd have to... It's like, oh, we, we want to make our own starting line. What? That's not how races work. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we'll be honourable. We promise we'll start what everyone else does. Uh, well, so, yeah, I, I wasn't trying to stop you guys doing that, but there would have there, there's, there's consequences for trying to change the way a race works. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Now we've got a star member of the legal team there to keep an eye on us. You've got the newest member of the legal team there. That's a, yeah. <laughs> they sent her through because she's more expendable than they are. Poor Sarah. I would tell her to consider herself an honorary ethereal, but other ethereals usually wind up dead in our experience. <laughs> Just the one. One was enough. Fantastic. How'd you guys find that? Good. I liked yeah, it. Was, it was fun. Hmm. I appreciated the role-playing opportunities. Mm -hmm. I realized I probably could have still done the... Like, I probably could have done the um, actual first part of the race, but 
I figured might as well just leave it and we can all finish early instead. Yeah, sounds like a good this, this was yeah, a and then we can just hammer through it. Well. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Um, so yeah, two... I can't imagine the the moon is going to be terribly interesting terrain. Mm. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And we've already done our, we've already done our slow crawl through the desert race. We don't need to reiterate those scenes again. <laughs> right. Um, we can gloss over the slow crawl part of this and just get to the horrible death maze part where all the spaceships are falling on you or whatever. Joy. I'm going to run left when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've just got to run a parallel to it. No. Well, not even parallel. Just under it and yeah, watch as it slowly crushes Run it. in its shadow. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Alright, well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. Yep. Cool. It was fun. Um, thank you for listening. Uh <laughs> Thank you, if, thank you for listening, if you are listening, is a really weird thing to say at the end of a podcast. Like, someone wasn't listening to the entire thing? I don't know why I went to say that. Uh, thank you for listening to Insert Quest here, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode of our Base Raiders campaign. Uh, if you were, have anything you'd like to share with us about this campaign, your thoughts on this game or this session, please let us know. Uh, and please find us across all the social media, including uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can also access this podcast through SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, and feel free to share it with anyone who might enjoy our, uh, enjoy podcasts or role-playing games or weird superhero stuff. Uh, either way, uh, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond.